Hey everybody, it's episode 397 of PodQuest. Hey! Hey! It's Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022. I am Chris, with me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. What's up? And, you know, instead of doing the countdown, we could just use time.is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I was listening to Waypoint Radio, and, like, that's what... That's what they do, apparently, because in the, la- the last few weeks, like at the beginning of their shows, they're not clapping before they actually start recording because they're just bullshitting beforehand and they keep it in the show. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they just go to time.is and they just pick a second to clap on because yeah. like we're all in the same time zone. Like it's going to be the same fucking time. So we can just be like, let's clap at 625 and 12 seconds. You know, I'll forget like, if we're in the middle true. of talking or whatever, like we're still going to have to stop, set up the website Determine what time we're going to clap, and then we're going to have to clap. It, it, it just, it makes more sense just to do the, like, it's probably easier just to do the clap. I, I mean, we would still clap either way, but, like, I wouldn't have to go one, two, three. But you're right, you're you're bad at multitasking, so it wouldn't no, like, work out. It's, if we're in the middle of talking and have a conversation, and you're like, oh, just make sure to clap in f- at such and such time, I, I'll still probably be sitting there talking and then, like... We'll probably well, stop, and then at the time we stop, before we clap, we're still going to have a countdown to clap, so might as well just keep the countdown. If, well, yeah, like, so, so I, I, you might, I don't know if you, you misunderstood what I mean, too, like, we don't pick, like, a time, like, five minutes away, we, like, literally, like, we, we all go to the thing, and we just go, alright, three seconds from now is 15 seconds, we'll clap at 15 seconds, and just clap when it hits 15. It, but you're right, you will get distracted by something shiny. No, like, it's, I get what you're saying, but it still goes into the whole, we have to go to the website and make sure we're all at time.io and make, like, we'll all be synced. It's like, oh, alright, we clap at three seconds from now. Or you just go, one, two, three. I think you just like, proved why it wouldn't work. You got the address wrong. Yep. <laughs> exactly. But you get what I'm saying, though. Like, it's extra work for just something that... Just you for you. Just it's extra work it, just for no, you. No, it's it's literally extra work for everyone. Instead of having to go to a, a whole damn different website and everything, you just do it. You just, three, two, one, boom. Like, don't rely on technology that much. We're relying on technology right now. Yeah, but, like, we need this technology to record. We need technology to record. But, like, for a three, two, one countdown, it's just three, two, one countdown. Yeah, but, so if we did it like that, everything would line up perfectly. Look, would, it, it, uh, it, would it actually line up any more perfectly? It might. So I actually, this is mostly for, for Rich. I have a recommendation for you. Um, have you ever listened to Archive 81? No. Right. So it's a Netflix series that came out, I think it was last month. It's, it's like a limited, like an eight episode series. It's apparently, though, it's based on a narrative podcast. And I know you like those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and from what I saw, they basically... The, the podcast, it was audio files that they, that they were listening to. And the, um, the Netflix series just made it like old VHS recordings to like make it video. I think I have the Netflix show on my. Yeah. It was, it's, it was actually super interesting. It's basically, it's like a split timeline. So you have a person in the present who his job is actually, um, restoring. In the audio drama, it's old, like, cassette tapes, and in the Netflix series, it's old, like, VHSs and, like, old camcorder tapes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, as he's restoring this stuff, he is watching things that happened in the mid-90s um, at this apartment cl- complex where a bunch of weird, potentially paranormal stuff is going on. Yeah. Um, and 
so the I don't think the Netflix series actually covers the whole story because it definitely ended on a bit of a cliffhanger. But the audio, the the um the podcast is like three seasons and you know like a normal like like those ones that you had us listen to probably similar length mm-hmm. like amount of episodes. And I figured like you're into those narrative podcasts, so you might enjoy it. I actually I started to listen to one a while back. It it was a uh, X Men one. Oh, like the, 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 hol- the, or the Halloween, like the Wolverine, like the long adventure or whatever the fuck uh, no, they were no. called. I, I talked about those in the past when I, I, I twice actually once yeah. when I listened to the first one. And then again, when I re-listened to it on my drive with the second one on my drive to, um, Ohio, but no, there's a, a different one. Oh, was it the Wastelanders one? No, uh, it is called, let me find it. Um, it's not Marvels. No, it's not Marvels. It is. Why can I not? Why is it so far back on my list of subscribes? I don't even listen to half of these. I need to unsubscribe. It, it is just called literally the audio X Men the audio drama. Oh, okay. And yeah. So, like for instance, episode one was called Magneto, and there's a new girl. Uh, there's a new student at Xavier's uh school a girl named Jean Grey, but her formative training is interrupted when an old friend, blah blah blah, I'm not, I don't want to play it, uh, when an old friend of Xavier's attacks a military ca- base academy in Cape Citadel, he calls himself Magneto. And so, like, I, w- I listen to, like, one or two. Eh, the voice acting's a little not great, but maybe as it, it's like three or four seasons at this point, so maybe it gets better, or so, maybe it's just a good story, so. I am 90% sure that is actually the plot of the first X-Men comic. Um, because I I'm, it's been a long time since I read it, but I know in the first X-Men comic, think, Jean Grey is a new student at the school, and then they have to go stop Xavier from, like, a rocket I think, launch. I, I think the class is Beast, Jean, Iceman, Angel, and Cyclops. Yeah, no, that those are the original five X-Men. Yeah, no, yeah. Th- this thing is probably just retelling the original X-Men stories, because yeah, the, the second... it So, comics back in the 60s were weird, because they were sometimes longer and had two part like two stories in them um i think the second story for x-men was um it was when uh fuck what's his name count nefaria attacked count nefaria i mean let's see by episode five they've they've created the brotherhood of mutants yeah no that that uh, definitely the second is early the second second episode they encounter the vanisher Okay, maybe maybe the Vanisher was early on. I thought Count Nefario was early in the X Men run, but I might be wrong. Um, I, I um Juggernaut is uh three, uh, and then it doesn't say who episode four is. Let's see. Juggernaut. There's like three seasons of it, and it, it's it's. I want to I want to listen to more, but I've just been having problems with sitting there listening to podcasts and not doing anything else when it comes to work, and I either have too much work to be able to listen to a podcast or too little work to be able to listen to podcast. So I need need something to do while listening. Yeah, if you're looking for like those like like Marvel related stuff like that, um I've never heard of that one, so I don't know if it's like official or if it's just people doing it, but um Marvel actually released um a series called Wastelanders mm-hmm. where um it's all set in that post-apocalyptic future of Old Man Logan where the yeah. villains took basically like the villains teamed up and actually took out all the heroes. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Mysterio goes after the X-Men and, um, tricks Wolverine into thinking that the X-Men are all the villains and has Wolverine murder all of the X-Men, including the children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they did a series ca- called Wastelanders where, like, each episode or each handful of episodes 
um, followed a different hero in that future. So, like, there was a Black Widow one, but it followed Yelena, not Natasha, because Natasha died when the villains attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one that, like, follows um, Star-Lord and Hawkeye, and I know there was at le- least one or two others. And I should have just read the description for the X-Men audio drama, because it even says at the very top, X-Men the audio drama retells the adventures of the uncanny X-Men from the very beginning, using comic book history and stories as a template while re- retelling and modernizing the tales. Season 1 told the classic stories of First Class, Season 2 now delves into all new, all different. Okay, so that's... So the first class were the five that you named, and then the all new, all different is likely um, when they rebooted the X-Men. So X-Men got canceled in the 60s or early 70s, mm-hmm. and they yeah. just kept reprinting the same books over and over again for like six or seven years. And mm-hmm. then in the late 70s, they got rebooted, and that's when you get like Wolverine on the team and Storm and Thunderbird and Banshee and stuff like that and Colossus. Um, so that's like the all new, all different X-Men. Yeah, I'm I'm looking through the episodes, and then we can get on to the show. Um, but I, there's either there's a problem with how Google Podcast is showing things, or there's just a major time jump because season two, episode nine, uh, released according to this, December nineteenth, twenty fifteen, and then season two, episode ten, released March twenty ninth, twenty nineteen. Or they they either um had a very large gap, or um excuse me, I have the hiccups. Or they re-released things. Like, maybe they, like, yeah. redid the audio or something like that and re-released it in 2019. Yeah, I, I don't know. But it's it's still it's still silly that, like, even if they did re-release in 2019, it's only halfway through season two that they started. Re- they didn't right. do all the originals. Yeah, or, or they just they stopped doing it for a few years. That's always possible. <laughs> just a four-year gap, and instead of starting a new season, they're just like, we're going to continue where we left. Yeah, look, it, about- that, that's how I play video games. But, uh, Rich, what is on the agenda? Oh, uh, so, uh, Cobb, I guess, you watched the uh, Jujutsu Kaisen uh, Zero movie. Uh, we all watched Blade Runner, or at least should have. Uh, I got to sit down and finally play Deep Rock Galactic, a game I've been looking forward to trying and playing for quite a while. Uh, Cobb and maybe Jordan, you both play Tunic. Um, and then, uh, if we've got time, we're going to talk some Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, the, the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero movie. Um, Rich, I still think you would actually really like this. I, I want to watch the series. I haven't gotten around to it. I've been, uh, putting a lot of my focus on the CW superheroes. Um, I was able to, over the course of last week and this week, catch up on Superman and Lois, and I am, I just started Supergirl's final season this week. Yeah. Once, once you catch up, like, it's a short season. It's only, I think it's like a 22 episode season, 24 episode season. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a good show, and I think you'd like it. But so, yeah, the movie they actually released in theaters. Um, it came out in Japan back in December, I believe. Um, it's a prequel, so it takes place. Um, I guess the year before the TV series. Mm-hmm. So in the TV series, you follow the main kid with the pink hair. Um, and he is a first year student at the Tokyo Jujutsu um Academy, where they they learn how to harness curse energy to fight curses and demony things. Um, in that season, you meet the second years. Um, which there are three of them in the show. There's a, a panda that, you know, he looks like a fucking panda, but he talks and, and fights. There's a girl and there's a, that fights with like weapons. And there's a, a guy who, um, his power is his speech. So when he talks and he's just like trying to communicate with you, he can only speak in ingredients to, um, uh, rice balls. Okay. 
which is very funny because when he actually speaks in other things, he could unintentionally like cause you pain or or damage or whatever. So he's like Black Bolt, but different. No, no. So like, if he says explode, you might explode. If he says uh-huh. like crush, a thing will crush that he is focused on. Okay. Yeah, it's it's actually a really cool power, and he is like one of the stronger of the second years because mm-hmm. of that power. Um. But so the movie is actually the three of them as first years, and there's this fourth kid that ends up joining who he is he is apparently cursed by a curse um, that anytime he is in danger, this monster thing comes out and stops whatever is hurting him. Um, okay. Like he was picked on in school um, and ended up like the, the three kids that were bullying him ended up in the hospital with serious injuries. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's one of those kind of like, um, what's another show that would have done something like this? It's, there's a similar, so I guess real quick, apparently from what I read, um, this zero storyline was actually like the original one shot that the author did before it became a series. Yeah. So when it became a series, he kind of like restarted it with like a different, um, core, like main character and all, but used kind of the concept of the schools as a whole did not want the kid trained but like one of the main characters who's one of the teachers who is also the strongest of them all basically told them to go fuck themselves and he was going to teach them anyway in a very like Qui-Gon move yeah um it basically said like if it gets out of control I'll fit I'll like I'll kill him myself sort of thing um so like the the two characters are kind of like they mirror each other in a lot of ways like that except the character in the series is very like outgoing and optimistic and this kid is a little more like withdrawn and sad because he was you know he was picked on and kind of ostracized most of it most of his life um but he has like a super tragic backstory too so like it kind of makes sense why he's a little more dour um but it was a really cool movie because you got to kind of see you got to see more of the 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 three students that are second years in the in the series who like they're in the show but because they're not focal points of the show you don't spend a ton of time with them um but in this, you actually get to know their personalities more than just, like, why they are who they are in the in the main series. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also sets up more of the world, which 22 episodes or whatever didn't really have time to do. Um, so, like, you actually get to see, like, a very large-scale battle of, um, they're called Jujutsu Sorcerers. And, like, each one, it's kind of like, um, it's, it's kind of like in Bleach, like, with the Soul Reapers, where, like, there's, like, different ranks of Soul Reapers. There are different ranks of these sorcerers, and they all like they all fight with curse energy, which would be kind of like their swords. But like the way that they use it is always different. Like some of them use like weapons to do it. Some of them like change their bodies or just like have like energy blasts and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So like the whole movie is basically this splinter group of which is um run by somebody who used to be one of them and is very powerful. Um. He wants the curse that's on this kid that they introduced, who, who's like a new first year. So it's kind of like him sort of starting a war just to get to the kid, and then a bunch of really cool fights. Cool. Nice. Yes. And yeah, the animation's just solid, right? It's like the, it's yeah. similar to the to the anime. Yeah, like they they did a really good with with the animation, the voice acting. So I saw the dub version of it. Um, the voice acting was really good, um, and I think like anime movies are always a little hit or miss because you never quite know if like. Animation and stuff is usually on point because it's a movie. So, like, they, they have a little bit more budget than they do for just a single episode. Mm-hmm. And they have more time to do it. 
but you never quite know if like they're putting all of their effort into making it look good and not have any substance. This one at least had both. And from what what yeah. I was seeing online like after like after watching it, it seems like they actually took um so the the zero issues that they actually did release as part of like the like the manga proper. It's just four issues. So like 20 30 page manga pages. Yeah. Um they actually ex- like expanded on stuff with the movie to kind of like give you more backstory on the character and kind of explain why they're important. Um, and it turns out that this character does actually show up in like the manga proper later. So like by the end of the movie, you're just wondering, it's like, all right, well, like why has nobody mentioned him? And mm-hmm. like, it's just like the TV show just hasn't gotten to it yet, but it definitely, okay. it made me more interested to see more of the show when it hopefully comes back. Cause I want to say the season was like last year. So like, hopefully maybe this year a second season happens, but with the way everything is with like that stuff, who knows? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, fuck, the Dragon Ball movie got indefinitely delayed. Did it? Wow. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. see that. Um, Toei got hacked a couple weeks ago. Oh, damn. Um, And so a couple of things... So, like, it's not, like, indefinitely delayed in, like, the way that we often think of, of that terminology, where, like, it's just never coming out. Um, It was due out in April, though. And it mm-hmm. is now... that They have delayed it, and there is no new date for it to come out. So is it... Did they get... Did they lose it? Are they unable to work it? Or is it being locked behind, like, malware and shit? I don't think anybody knows. I think that's the yeah. problem. Because, um, like, they're a Japanese company. They're not super, you know, forthcoming with stuff like that. Yeah. But um, it, it impacted a bunch of their stuff. So I know, like, the Dragon Ball movie has been delayed. Um, A couple other shows have been delayed and, like, don't have a return date. The only two things that were only delayed for, like, a, a like a small window was One Piece was was delayed one week. And I think, like, the newest Digimon series was delayed one week. Mm-hmm. Um, which makes me wonder if it's either, like, assets for some of these things were actually corrupted or lost, and now they have to, like, redo portions of it. Or if they're just being a Japanese company about it, and, like, because these things may have, like, been leaked, they're now just holding on to them. It's, like, Nintendo, like, th- there have been reports of Nintendo, like, um, they were working on, like, that Legend of Zelda series with Netflix, that they pulled the plug and canceled because somebody like leaked it before they were ready to. So they're like, well, we're just not going to do it at all now. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's unfortunately like that is the impression I get of some Japanese companies and like Toei's been around long enough. Like they might be one of them. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, Makes we weren't sense. ready to, to show this. So we're just not going to show it at all. Now you guys fucked up for yeah. everybody. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it makes sense that that's how you think of it. That's how you think of them. It doesn't make sense to not to, to not release the shit. Like you've already put all the work into it, just release it. Like that's that's the one thing that that American companies tend to, or more more Western companies tend to have over the East companies is, oh, they leaked it. Well, all right, fine. Here you go. It's out there now. We'll just give it to you. Like it just it makes it makes more sense in a way. Yeah, which is just give it to people if if it's been leaked. Yeah, which is why it's one of those like, well, maybe they maybe something is actually wrong with the um with like the data. Like something could yeah. have actually happened to it, like they like things could have been corrupted or deleted, they could have lost bits and pieces of it, like who knows? Like I imagine they were probably done production on it by now if it was due out next month. But just, just gotta make sure the uh the, the, the uh Toei people don't answer emails from Egyptian princes. <laughs> like I mean, exactly. And it's a bummer because they're fine. I don't know if you saw like the, um, the teaser image for it. 
they're finally aging up Trunks and Goten a little bit. No, I haven't. I haven't they're, seen anything. So are they like teenage now? Like they're at least like somewhere in that ballpark. Like up until this point, like in the in the show, at like at the last um the the tournament of power arc, um Pan is like toddler esque. Like mm-hmm. she's not like a full on baby. So like it's been at least a few years since the end of the Boo saga, and Trunks and Goten are the exact same size and mentality in the show at that point. Well. Where like they should the, be like eleven or t- like ten and eleven at that point. Trunk wasn't I don't know. Trunks was a kid during the Boo Saga, right? Yeah. yeah. So like Trunks yeah, and Goten because... were like they were like seven and eight because Trunks was about a year old during the Android stuff, and it was seven years later that the Boo Saga happened. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. Goten was like seven, Trunks was like eight. This is like two to four years later. So like they both should have been around ten. Well, we don't. We don't know how long after the Boo Saga is the Battle of the Gods. So it's at, so, but the, like this is going all the way to the end of Dragon Ball Super. They have not aged at I know. all. I know. Like, so that's I what know. I'm saying. Like, there's been enough time for Pan to, for like Gohan and Videl to graduate high school, get married, have a child, and that child to be at least a year old. Trunks and Goten have not aged at all. And they have alluded to it like it's been a couple of years since all that other stuff happened. I mean, that could all happen within a year. <laughs> they could graduate high school, get married, and have a kid all within a year. I mean, you're not wrong, but th- they've also alluded to, like, Goku having been off training for months at a time with um with, with Beerus with, and with, stuff. Yeah, and then, also, did, did they ever bring Oob back into it? So, in the manga, they kind of did. So, at this point, he's still a very young child, because this is, this is still pre-end of Dragon Ball Z. Like, we haven't hit the point yet where... That last martial arts tournament happens where Goku abandons his family again. Um, yeah. So, because at that one, Pan was like four. Um. So, at the end of the previous arc in Dragon Ball Super, um, we fight. We we you. So Boo gets to turn into the Kai that he had eaten. Okay. You know, because so Fat Boo was fat because he had absorbed one of the the grand or the supreme Kais. 10,000 years ago or whatever. Um, so they actually, th- this other group actually figured out a way to basically like hibernate Boo's mind to bring out that Supreme Kai. And like, okay. they kind of like, they're, it's almost like a body swap. Like they're kind of like bouncing back and forth occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that, that Kai is able to find Oob who has Boo's energy, which is also, I guess, God energy, according to them, and have him give Goku energy for, a, like, a spirit bomb or some shit to beat the bad guy. Okay. Um. So, like, that's all we've seen of Oob at this point. But I think he might have been in promotional stuff for the movie. Because the movie looks like it's it's damn close to the timeline that would have been the last episode of Z. Because, like, Pan is in the promotional stuff and she is, like, old enough to, like, fight on her own. And, like, that's what she would, like... She was in the World Martial Arts Tournament in at the end of the series. Yeah. So, like, it's close. But, yeah, the, in, in the promotional thing, they show um, Goten and Trunks in, like, the fusion stance. Um, they're going to they're gonna fuse badly, though, because their fingers aren't lined up. But uh, they're both probably 14 or 15. Okay. And, like, they look like 14 or 15-year-olds instead of still looking and acting like 7 and 8-year-olds. Look, kids are kids until they're not. So, sometimes they're, even at, even at, teenage years they still act like fucking seven and eight yeah like they still looked like seven and eight year olds yeah 
Like when Go when Gohan was eight, he looked like he was fucking forty two. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, that was that's the that's the the Frieza saga, right? Or he no, was actually Cell even, saga. So he was actually yeah. I, I remember he was around ten or eleven biologically for the Cell games because he yeah. he was four years old when Raditz arrived. There, I I believe it's a so that's there's a year from the time Raditz is defeated to the time Vegeta and Nappa show up. So that he's five during that, and I want to say by the time they're back on Earth from the end of the Frieza saga, he's like seven. Mm-hmm. And then it's a three year gap waiting for the androids. Plus, I want to say a year waiting for um, Goku to come home. So he's like eleven by the by the time of the android stuff, which would make him twelve after his year in the time chamber. Yeah, they were, he was only in the time chamber for a year, not for two, because they didn't finish their full two years. It was like a year and a half. No, no, they so they finished their full two years. They weren't in there for a full year. The time chamber was only one year at a time. So one day was one year. They were not in there for quite twenty four hours. Oh, I thought I thought it was the because I thought it was one year, or I thought it was two years max. You could be in there, otherwise you get stuck in there. It so originally that's at least how the dub had it was. You could only be in there for two days max, but they were only doing one day each. And then after they came out early, Vegeta went back in, and then Piccolo, I think, went in. Mm-hmm. But they eventually, okay. like, to, they dropped a lot of that stuff. Like, they retconned so much. Like, they retconned the, the earrings being permanent. Yeah, when 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 uh, uh Vegeta got eaten. Or, yeah, Vegeta. No, not even then. Because that one, that they played that off as, like, him being eaten, like, pulled them apart. In the, um, in Super, during one of the, um, the arcs in that... They fuse with the earrings again, and it's only the old Kai, the one that came out of the sword, who basically says, "Oh no, no, it's it's only permanent if it's if it's two Kais that do it. If you guys do it, it just lasts for an hour." Really? Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, because then because during the tournament of power, two Saiyans from one of the other universes then do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Goku and Vegeta can't do it because they're too strong, so it actually forces them apart sooner. That's stupid. Yeah, like like they did it; they were winning the fight that they did it in. And then as they were about to land, like, the final blow, they got split apart because they they are actually too strong at that point to stay together um, unless they do, like, the fusion dance fusion. That's stupid. Yeah. like they, they Stupid at, Dragon Ball. At some point, Akira Toriyama definitely forgot a whole bunch of stuff. And when he started doing Super, um, he's, he, I think he just handed it to his assistant and just goes, just figure this out. Just make it work. Like, let me know when you need me to draw the spiky hair. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure, absolutely. Because I, I think I told you that the I, everyone is pretty sure that his current assistant, who is actually like doing a bunch of the production of the manga, um, Toyotaro, um, is actually like a very like well-known fan art person from like the late nineties, yeah. early two thousands, who used to, who like he did the drawing of the Super Saiyan Five Goku, like that mm-hmm. fan art of him, like where he looked like the Super Saiyan Four, but it was all silver hair instead. Yeah. And, like, that lines up when you look at the, the new form, the Ultra Instinct stuff being, like, all silver hair. Looks looks mighty similar, but... Oh, Dragon Ball. But, so Jujutsu Kaisen Zero? It, it was good. It's definitely worth worth watching. I'm sure it'll be on streaming stuff eventually, because that's kind of what they've been doing with this stuff. It goes to the theaters for, like, a couple of weeks, and then hits um whatever platform it's available yeah. on. It'll be it'll be available on, like, Funimation or... Pro- probably Crunchyroll, because I don't... Crunchyroll, yeah. It's on HBO Max right now. I know that much from Crunchyroll, yeah. but since um, Funimation is moving everything to Crunchyroll, I imagine that's where it will uh, it will land once it's out of the theaters. It did. Yeah, for it, sure. uh, 
apparently this past weekend made like 18 million in the u.s box office so like good for yeah. it yeah you know but there's not really anything out right now <laughs> like there's the batman True, there's the Batman, but that's been out for like what two weeks, three weeks. Yeah, there, there, there's more actually out in the theaters than I think you realize. It's not a lot of like the big stuff. Um, and like the the AMC was actually fairly crowded, like not and not mm. for that movie. I I drove by uh, I, what was it like two three weeks ago? I drove through the the parking lot to get to the Deptford Mall. Um, or I drove into uh the the parking lot for. Adelphia's and drove next to the next to that uh, theater to get to the Defford Mall from there, and yeah, it was it's it's loaded, it's packed. All these movie theaters are packed. Everyone was out in droves this weekend. Yeah, which is funny. Like it was such a nice weekend. Everyone was like, "Let's go to the movies." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, it, it was funny. Like so, normally these anime movies end up opening at um Cinemark. Like they're not often at the AMC over here. Yeah. Um, in Defford, and normally like. We go to see like like the Ghibli movies or like the My Hero or whatever, and like they're pretty crowded at Cinemark. Like they're they might not be sold out, but like there's not a lot of empty seats. Mm-hmm. This one at at AMC was fucking empty comparatively. Like there was maybe a dozen people in the theater, dozen and a half. Like there were not many people at all. I mean, I'm not saying because you already said it made like 18 million or something in the U.S. Like I had no idea this was coming out. So like. Maybe people just didn't know it was coming out, or maybe people didn't think to go to AMC, because, like you said, we usually go to Cinemark Fetch. Yeah, and that's kind of what, what I'm thinking, is, like, that theater in particular just probably didn't have people going, because everyone's used to going to Cinemark for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, $18 million, that's good for a... It's an anime movie with, like, limited screenings per day, because they do that... Um, I think they stagger it, because they do both... Um, sub and dub viewings and they only have like two of each a day and it's only like a 90 minute movie or whatnot Mm -hmm. i mean yeah i mean that makes sense yeah but do you guys want to talk about blade runner sure (laughs) that was it it was (laughs) why why? we just we both said sure okay replicants (laughs) i mean if if that's what you think you can go ahead and ask me 100 questions and you're not going to get the correct answer you don't know that I mean, I don't. I could be a replicant. Who knows? I mean, Deckard doesn't know if he's one. I See, here's the thing. I didn't catch that. Like, I know it was asked at one point. Like, how do you know if you are you are aren't or whatever? But, like, I don't get the sense of he's a replicant or not. I don't. When I watched that, maybe we were watching completely different movies or, or un- misinterpreting it. But for me, I, I it does not... I, and I don't question whether he's a replicant. So, you did watch the final cut, right? <laughs> I watched whatever was on HBO. Okay. Which I think that's the only version that's on HBO. Now, I forget, have either of you guys ever seen Blade Runner before? Alright, you're asking me a question about whether or not I've ever seen a movie. The answer is, I'm, of course, no. Look, I, this movie's been around long enough, you may have seen it with somebody at some point. I, and honestly, Jordan, I'm... I feel like I watched it with you once, but if it was either, I think it was me, you, Eric, and Vogel at my parents' house back when we were younger, and none of us liked it. Uh, I mean... Maybe. I do not believe for a second that Vogel didn't say he liked this movie. <laughs> I mean, I, I know at least me and Eric were just like, what's so special about it at least? He might have liked it, but, like, that's, that's where, I'm, I'm at that here as well, like... What is so special about Blade Runner? Like, I watched it, 
and I was like, okay, the 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 CG and stuff like that for this movie was very good for its time. I've watched some videos on how they did some of the stuff. The opening scene with the fires and everything is 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 very fascinating. How they did that, I can't remember right now how they did it. I watched it weeks ago. Um, but like overall, the to me because it was it, it's very much a, like a noir esque film and a and 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 shit like that. I was bored. Yeah, I I kind of was as well. Oh, see, I actually enjoyed it a lot, and I was surprised, like, Erica actually seemed to enjoy it. Like, normally a movie like that, she kind of just spaces out and is, like, on her phone or, like, on the Switch or something, but, like, she was watching the whole thing and, like, talking and, like, like not, like, talking-talking, but, like, talking about it and, like, making, like, well, what does this mean? What does that mean? Like, like, um rhetorical questions about stuff yeah i i i didn't get any of that like i didn't get any confusion or like the, the opening was weird because the opening was that's i'm trying to remember it well so with the opening the the problem i think like a big problem this movie has in general is ridley scott is i don't think ridley scott's a good filmmaker like mm-hmm. i don't I'd like <laughs> i know he he is well regarded for a lot of things and like some of his movies aren't bad i haven't seen a whole lot of them but like he's also the guy who was like on his soapbox complaining that like everybody everyone's staring at their phones too much so they don't want to go see his shitty night movie that that fucking bombed in the theaters this past fall Mm -hmm. um but so this movie from from what i understand it was it went over its budget by double in the 80s to the point where the producers basically took control of the narrative uh, when it came to like the edit, so like in the theatrical cut of this movie, there is no real um, question about anything because like you have like Deckard is actually doing like voiceover in parts of it, like the the opening of the movie where the, it's just kind of like showing you things. There's apparently like a a full like line of dialogue voiceover from Deckard, mm-hmm. like talking about like his family and his life and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't until the subsequent cuts, like um, so in the early mid nineties, I guess it was. Um, he did a director's cut of it, and mm-hmm. I, th- I believe that's the one that I originally saw, and it, it was, it was like twenty-ish years old. Like I don't really like, I only remember bits and pieces as I was watching it this time. Um, and then in two thousand seven, he did this final cut, which this is apparently like his direct vision of what this movie should be. And I feel like there's a lot of cool ideas and concepts, and like it was shot really well. Like every shot looked good. And like, mm-hmm. seemed like it had a purpose, and I think yeah. like the the acting was good in it. But like, I think the storytelling, as done by the director in editing, is where it kind of falls apart. Yeah, I mean, I can, I yeah, I can see that. I can understand because it's. I did not like the final cut. Like, it's. I I did not think that this was well put together. I, honestly, I if if it opened with dialogue. I probably would have been more interested in it. And it's, like I said, I don't question whether or not he's a replicant. That is not something that really crosses my mind. Like, the first time it crossed my mind was when they asked him if he knows whether or not he's a replicant. Yeah, because at that point in the movie, it's like, oh, well, this woman is a replicant and doesn't know it. Yeah. Um, And there there is a scene um, while when she is at his apartment. Um, where she is staring at something like kind of like towards the screen and her eyes get that shine to them that show that they're replicants. Um, and a second later, the same thing happens to Deckard's eye. Um, see, I, I didn't see that. Yeah. Cause, I so he missed it. 
he is standing directly behind her, like, like off to like her left shoulder when it happens. And it's not as pronounced because he's also a little further back in the shot than mm-hmm. she is. And like, I think that, that could be like a sign that like Ridley Scott was using for it. From what I was reading, um, Harrison Ford does not believe that Deckard was a replicant. Like he apparently actually fought for him to not be one. He thought that the audience should have had, like he fought for, for Scott to not make that the plot point. Like, for it to not be, like, spelled out in it. Cobb, spoiler alert, there's a sequel that has Harrison Ford in it. Yeah. An old Harrison Ford. And these things only live for four years. So he's not a replicant. And the the woman who is a, who, who we know is a replicant that, like, he runs away with in this movie has a fucking child. So, like, they ruined their entire lore of this entire fucking thing. So we don't know that he wasn't a different type of replicant. If he if he is one, just like the woman, like uh, we don't know but, that like there. So we don't know that the woman's model only lives for four years because she was a test at a new variant of a replicant. Uh-huh. And the same thing could be said for Deckard, um, because like, and again, like I th- I personally think he was human. Like I I don't disagree with you there. But the the uncertainty uncertainty comes after that question is asked. Well, like, are you a replicant? And then if you go back and think about every conversation and interaction he has with people earlier in the movie when, like, he's kind of being forced into, the, like, hunting down these other replicants, people act like they know him, but, like, not that they know him, just that they know he did the thing before. And it just, it it almost, like, it feels like they could have been lying to him based on, like, a perceived knowledge that he has. And there's also, and this is actually something I read afterwards, his house is full of pictures that are not anyone related to him. All of those pictures are apparent, like, and they're they're very old pictures. Yeah, um, like I was just about just thinking as we were talking about this. Wait, all the pictures were just incredibly old that mm-hmm. he had. So and so the the, the thing FN? that I read on the the thing I read online was replicants tend to hoard pictures because it gives it it helps them have like, a perceive like a, a perceived. I- past essentially i i'm sorry but you can't say that though because they don't say it in the fucking movie this is based on a book series or not a book series but on a book i and that's i don't know that either i've never i would it's it that's right it's uh do, do robots dream, dream do robot androids dream of robot sheep yeah it's do I, something like that right and yeah like do androids, androids dream, dream of electric, electric sheep, sheep. Yeah. that's it yeah i've never read that book so me coming into this as just somebody who's never seen this before, and then everyone coming out to me, oh, it's definitive and this is true because the book says this. I'm like, I don't know the fucking book. So how am I supposed to know and recognize this? That's why I, he's straight up, he's a human, because I don't know this shit. He Maybe he collects old-timey photos. Maybe and- these are photos he's seen of other replicants who have these memories of their past that are fake, and he, he holds on to them as memories of the shit he does because he fucking kills people for a living no robot people a hundred percent like like you're not you're not wrong and i'm not and keep in mind i'm not saying that he's a replicant i'm just saying like like this is where the debate comes from and like that's the intention like the movie wants people to debate of like well here's information that i got from a book that says he could be a replicant Versus you saying, well, I've never read this fucking book. I only know what they showed me in the movie. And in the movie, he sure seems like a fucking human. And that's, that's, that's where I'm at with, like, if, if the debate has to stem off of outside sources that 
may or may not be canon, whatever, was not directly written by the director, but it's taking, like, influence off of, like, I, th- there is no debate for me. Because, yes, this is influenced by that movie and based off the, or based off that book, but this is its own thing. Unless it's expressed in the, the, the movie in some way, shape, or form, we don't know if that's actually true in the movie. But you also don't know that it's not true. I, I, like, absolutely. nothing about this movie tells, like, nothing about this movie can confirm for you one way or the other that Deckard is definitely human. Nothing. I, I, I mean, sure, but I, I, th- that's the problem, is I'm not, I'm not debating whether or not he's human or not human. I'm debating whether or not you can have a fucking debate based on the movie. You a thousand percent can. Like, we are right now. No, because you're pulling debate pieces off of a book. No, he's pulling things from the movie. The the biggest argument right now is he hoards pictures and replicants hoard pictures. No, no, but I was just pointing it. that out. I also pointed out the fact that in the movie, his eyes get a shine on him just like the replicants do. And that, so there, he, he does not interact with a single person in this movie that he has any noticeable history with. But people act like they know what his past was, which would be true for an organization hiring a replicant that has implanted memories. Also, the um the dude that's always like folding the paper up, a, he folds up a fucking unicorn or not yeah, unicorn yeah. at the end, which is alluding to the fact that he knows that Harrison Ford was having dr- quote unquote dreams about a unicorn, which could be some sort of per- perceived consciousness about implanted memories. I I'll be 100% honest. Did, when did he mention anything about having dreams of about a unicorn? They showed the fucking dream. I, <laughs> Somebody I, wasn't I paying just, attention. <laughs> I fucking hated this movie. It was boring. I, like, I keep I, forgetting you don't like things that aren't action movies. No, it's that's not that it's not action. It's it's noir, and I don't like noir. It's boring. It's it's like maybe if it like I said maybe if it had the dialogue over top maybe if it was giving me his thoughts I'd be more interested in it. But like the movie was just dark. I, you couldn't fucking see a thing. And, and it's, it's forty just, years old. It's boring. And I don't care. I'm I have a TV that should be able to make me see things. No, like, you have it, a shit TV. It looks amazing on TV. my fucking TV. But like <laughs> I just like I, I'm I'm sitting here and I maybe. Maybe the idea that it's fucking 2019 in that movie really takes me out of it. Oh no, I love that part so much because the technology is so stupid. Oh, like yeah. they have flying like, fucking cars, but they still rely on a goddamn payphone to make calls. <laughs> hold on, and, like all hold of on. their fucking screens are fucking four by eight. How how many fucking enhances did he do on the picture? Oh, and he so still many. got that clear of a picture or that clear of an enhance. <laughs> all right. Look, of a little p- printed They portrait. still do that shit on like C- on CBS fucking um I know. procedural it's fucking, dramas. It's, it's like, "Oh, we stupid. we have this cat we have this red light camera. Let's zoom in and we'll, we'll read the fucking badge <laughs> number off the cop that drove by." It's like <laughs> bullshit, yeah. you will. And it's like I I I feel like my issue is like this movie was probably great for its time and the people who loved it for its time loved the director's cut, and then the final cut, and, and and was happy to finally get to see uh, uh, um, Scott Ridley's, like, final press, just like I was happy. <laughs> Ridley Scott. <laughs> Ridley Scott, whatever. Just like I was happy to see the director's cut of Justice League. Like, may- maybe in 30 years, when the Justice League director's, director's, director's cut comes out, 
people aren't going to be, like, there will be somebody like me who's like, oh, this movie was stupid, and this and that, and blah, 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 where it'll be like, oh, did you see the 17-hour version of Justice League? Like, I think that's where this movie is. It could be a cult classic for people of its time, but it's not something to show somebody new today. Like, as much as I enjoy Star Wars, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect somebody to love Star Wars as much as I do when watching the first three now. Because like I the just original three. The original three, episode four, five, and six. Because I just don't think they hold up that way. I still love them, and I will always watch them. And I will always support Star Wars. But I don't think somebody who has never seen it to be introduced to it should... I don't expect them to revere it as well as I would. But I do, th- I do think that, that we determined when we were talking about Rush... You are not a fan of movies that are primarily drama and character driven. Like, not that you don't like them. They're just not the thing that you flock towards. And it's not that it has to be like a big bombastic, like, like superhero movie. You just don't want things that are just like characters talking for two hours, which is what, like, that's what Blade Runner is. It's, it's a lot of characters talking for two hours. And it's just that, that whole ending sequence in the fucking ho- hotel or whatever, fighting the final guy, it was just so stupid. Well, like, whole, like, I don't understand why Harrison Ford was so scared at some points of it. He and has like, no super, like, he, he is a, as far as he knows, he is a normal human being with no enhancements. Whereas Rutger Hauer is literally a fucking super soldier. It is like fucking mm-hmm. Captain America fighting Captain America before it, we got the Super Soldier Serum. <laughs> it, literally, it literally says replicants are made to be equally as strong, if not no. a little stronger no. than humans. No, it literally it, said they it, are much stronger, but yeah. have the same intelligence. That's why, so, so at one point, like, when Harrison Ford is falling off of the building near the end, Rutger Hauer catches him and then lifts him up with his arm outstretched with just one hand and holds him in the air by that hand. Um, he also crushes that um, the one guy's head in his hands. Um, that if they are if they are created for combat scenarios, they are substantially stronger than a normal human. They just only live for four years, so they just expire. I, mean, I I just I guess I was that bored that I missed a lot. Like seriously, it's it's really yes. <laughs> I was just that bored that like I missed a lot, and I just I I had no. I went into this like knowing that I watched a version of this movie once and I remembered not really liking it, but I went into it with an open mind of, well, maybe this is a different version. And I don't remember if this is the same version or not. I don't, but I think it is because I'm pretty sure this version is far more recent. Yeah. This version is from 2007. And I feel like you guys probably watched this like, no, I mean, no, I actually, all right. Maybe it would have been around that time. I don't think I was there. I don't remember watching. Blade yeah, you might you might not have been there. It might have been Cobb. Like it I definitely don't wasn't. I, it definitely wasn't me. But I, like Vogel did live with you guys for a while there, so it might have just yeah. been the three of you. Yeah, it might. Yeah, it might have just been us three. I don't fully remember. Maybe Shawhead. Yeah, I maybe I don't know. Um, but it's just like it to me. It's just uh, and like I I I how I was like all right. It's a sci-fi. A lot of people love this movie. I'm gonna get into it. I'm gonna really get into it. And then, like the it, it it opened, and then it had the interrogation scene, and then and then it it finally shows um, 
Harrison Ford and he's on the other side of the fucking street and and the person waves him over to get food like as if he was like was he waiting there for an open seat and like what what's going on there and then I, I, it just from there it's just like I'm like oh the architecture looks so bad in this house like why it's it's 2019 and I can't get past the fact that uh they're using payphones but they also are taking fucking uh polaroid pictures of shit but they have computers that can enhance those Polaroid pictures all the fucking way. Uh, it's I also don't know, that Polaroid p- picture printed out fully exposed. He did uh, not uh, have uh, to uh, shake uh, that uh, thing uh, at exactly, all. Exactly, exactly. So I guess that's the incre- That's the the, <laughs> the better technology is. It's not a Polaroid picture. It's a printed fucking picture. I also uh, appreciate that. I, like this movie came out, I guess six years before Back to the Future Two. They have. Almost identical aesthetic in flying cars. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. which I mean, like the like that could be intentional. Like, um, Robert Zemeckis may have like based some of that look on like what he had seen in Blade Runner, you know, nearly a decade earlier. Yeah, but I think it's it, I I think it's kind of funny that you're super into like the kaiju stuff, which is also a lot of people just sitting around and talking, but not into like other movies that that's all it is. Stuff actually happens in kaiju movies. Yeah, for like 30 seconds at the end. <laughs> Still actually happens. So like, you just need 30 seconds of something happening to be happy. I, I just need something to happen. Like, it, and like, I, I get what you're saying, like, to counter argue that, like, kaiju movies are broken up with a bunch of different things, and it's, it is, it is the nostalgia factor, it is the thought of Godzilla as something I've always looked into, and it's, and, and the way they bring it into the world, and they, they, they talk about it, and what Godzilla stands for is more of really what I'd love Godzilla about and less about the actual films. Like I'll I openly admitted there were some films that I did not enjoy in the Godzilla oh, yeah. series. Like I watched 37 of them or whatever it was. There's obviously films I did not enjoy, but it's it's more it's less about Godzilla and Kaiju and more about like the whole thing and what it's about and 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 how how it all works whereas this movie because it's a one-off because it's based on a book that I've never read and never don't think I ever will read. It's not a one-off. There's a sequel and like an animated like side story. Yeah, I'm n- I, the the sequel was forty years fucking later. Like thirty-seven. Come uh-huh. on. Like and, and the animated thing is probably just as just as connected to this as the Judge Dredd animated series was. Not at all. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but the so, sequel, the sequel's got Ryan Gosling, it's got Jared Leto. And it's got a, and a robot, they can apparently have a fucking baby, so. <laughs> they're not, ro- they're not robots. They're, they're, they're androids. Yeah, that, androids and robots are not the same thing. Android but 18 had a baby. St- Android 18 was turned into a human from a fucking magical wish. No, she was not. Krillin wished to remove the bomb so that she could not self-destruct, that was it. Her and Android 18, her and 17 were still officially androids. That's why they had unlimited, um, energy. I'm pretty sure he, he wished her to be human. No, he wished her to not have the bomb because the dragon couldn't make her human. The whole thing with 17 and 18 were created from humans. Dr. Jiro, like, kidnapped two teenagers and turned them into androids. Like, they, they still had reproductive systems. That's why 17 has two children in Super. Androids can fuck, apparently, is what I'm saying. <laughs> At least in Are Dragon Ball. Well, apparently no, in mean, all things. Yeah. yeah. Dragon Ball, um, uh, just fucking Blade Runner. Name an android that can't fuck. 
I don't know. And look, we're on the internet, so realistically, <laughs> even if you name one that can't, it's rule 30, 34 or whatever, uh-huh. it, it, it exists. Rich, are you, are you are you Googling to see if, if I, she was wished into a human? No, I, I did. I Googled it, and it's fucking stupid. That, that it's beyond. <laughs> you're you're oh you're Shenron. I'm, I don't have the Shenron Funko Pop down here, but Shenron, an all powerful fucking dragon that can grant fucking people to come back to life only once. I'm, I'm I'm not powerful enough. No, he can do multiple times now. Ever since uh, Dende came down to Earth. But he can't... Yeah, but, like, look at all of the weird limitations that they get on there. Kami, who was easily more wise and powerful than, than fucking 12-year-old Dende at the time, um, was only able to figure out how to make it do one wish, and if you died, you only got, you only got one more chance. But, Dende but, but... was fucking a child and was just like, all right, well, we can bring him back as many times as you want. But I can only let it do two wishes if we do it that way. But I, I don't, I don't know if Dende was, was he wasn't twelve when they got the Dragon Balls down on Earth. No, he w- he was, he was like Gohan's age, like he was still a child because like it was basically like Kami, Kami fused with Piccolo to fight Cell, um, and then they had no Dragon Balls and Cell went around just fucking murking people. So then yeah. Goku fucking teleported to New Namek and was just like, hey, will somebody come make Dragon Balls for us? And the old man's just like, here, have this child. But, like, it's fucking Dragon Ball. Oh, my God. I, I'm not powerful enough to turn androids into humans, but I can bring people back to life. Sure, no problem. Oh, my God. Um, but Look, yeah, man, I, Maybe if it was the Super Dragon Balls, it would have been a different story. But then you have to say peas and carrots, and who wants to do that? I've never watched GT. No, no, that, that is in, that's Dragon Ball Super. They are the Super Dragon Balls. Um, so in, um, the first two arcs of the series are the two movies, and then the, mm. the third arc is a tournament arc. And the, the winning tournament, it's between Universe 6 and 7, which is what we're familiar with. The winners get a, their wish granted on the Super Dragon Balls, which are planet-sized Dragon Balls. Or at least, like, moon-sized Dragon Balls. They're huge. And there's, like, this long-winded, weird way to summon him, but you have to finish it off by saying peas and carrots. This is why I both love but fucking hate Dragon Ball. But, like, those Dragon Balls powerful enough to bring back entire universes. But probably still can't turn Android 17 and 18. What, why would they want to be turned into humans? Uh, wh- uh, you know? I, I mean, why... I mean, I'd say to have kids, but apparently that's fucking possible. Yeah, that, uh, look, they can have kids, they have unlimited key. So, like... They can get stronger because Android 17 is act, has, like, 18, they don't really let, like, tell us where she scales with everybody. She is definitely no slouch, but, like, we don't know where she falls. Um, Android 17, when Goku tests him, is at the same level as Super Saiyan Blue Goku. Mm-hmm. So, like, he has gotten more powerful since the Cell Saga, but has unlimited, untraceable power. So, like, he never got tired during the, the tournament. Oh, boy. But like their lives are nothing but positives. They they got their bombs removed so they can't accidentally be detonated and blown up. They have all of the, all of the benefits of being human. They don't appear to age normally cuz all the other humans definitely look older. They still both look like they're fucking teenagers. Mhm. Like it's like a win-win situation for them. Mhm. It's dumb. But, no it is. It's 100% dumb. But I think we can Blade all, all agree Deckard was a replicant. I can't say. <laughs> no, I was only, I, I'm only kidding. I, if if you want to say that, sure, but I, I, I didn't. That like I said, that question never even crossed my head. 
when I was but, watching this. I mean, you obviously like, weren't paying attention. You missed you missed the entire unicorn. It was like a it was a central plot point, and you don't even remember it happening. Like, no, I don't. I don't remember a unicorn. Like, I maybe vaguely remember the mention of a unicorn. Do you remember the ostriches? I do remember the ostriches that and were the being pony. pulled. That were being pulled through the the city streets. Did did you get as, the illusion was, that all of those animals were actually replicants? No. So if I mean if you, I knew they weren't, I, or no, because at one point he he the, he comes across the owl and it's like that's not real, and she's like, no, that would be too expensive. Yeah. So, but like the, I, when when and, he's looking for the scales, um, yeah. and he's talking to the Asian woman. She goes, no, 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 these are snake scales. We don't make snakes here; only fish. Yeah, which like all all animals it's, in the city at least are artificially created I, because real ones are too expensive. See, my my feeble head. Uh, honestly, it went to cloning and not to robots. To robot animals, my my head was like, oh, they're not. They 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 clone snakes. They clone fish. They clone whatever. Like I didn't I didn't it didn't even cross my head that they have fucking robot fucking ostriches running around Los Angeles in 2019. So. That that's Neo Los the most Angeles. direct reference, or that's a direct reference back to the book. Like the electric sheep in the title are the the whole story of the book is the world has basically been wiped out by nuclear war, and all the animals basically are dead, minus mm-hmm. you know small handfuls that are now incredibly expensive. See that I didn't know because I didn't actually look up the plot of the book. I only read like a few like points that kind of like correlated to things in the movie. Um, but. Yeah, I I think that whole concept is interesting, and like you're not wrong for having thought about um cloning, but like I feel like at that point in like 1982 when it was made, like I feel like any science fiction of that era is going to lean more towards a robots, a robot or an android or something like created like that. Yeah, because I feel like cloning was not a thing that like movie makers and creators and like the general public would even think of as like a possibility. Mm-hmm. Well, and then especially go back thinking that it's based off a book from the 60s. Oh, that's true. I forgot how much older the book actually is. Yeah, the book is like 68, I think. Yeah, it's 67 or 68, but I don't know. The last thing I want to say is it was immediately obvious the effect it has had on all things cyberpunk for the last 40 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, look, that city doesn't look all, like, obviously, like, the the cyberpunk city looks better because it's from 2019, not meant to be 2019. But like that, those two cities look real similar. Mm-hmm. I've also find it funny that um, it seems like that movie may have been the catalyst for how a lot of movies set in some sort of like near future or future like setting in on the West Coast. The West Coast becomes just like super Asian influenced, like more so mm-hmm. than it actually is for real. Um, and like a lot of things do that where like suddenly like there's a lot of like Chinese and Japanese like infrastructure there that like isn't there in real life. Well, wasn't it, um, what was it, uh, um, uh, Big Hero 6? They were in like San Fran, Tokyo or something like that. Yeah, th- that was one of the things I think I was thinking of when I thought of this while watching it. Yeah. But like there are, there are definitely other things too that have that same like heavy Asian influence on the West Coast of a possibly apocalyptic future. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like, in this, like like Drew said, like, the book apparently is, like, post-nuclear war. I don't know if the movie is supposed to be that, too, but it's definitely not a happy time. Like... Why, why was it always nighttime? 
It wasn't. It was uh, daytime twice. Yeah, there was slight. But I'm going to also bet a lot of that is like just the nuclear the post-apocalypse fallout yeah i mean that that is probably like the the story reason why it would be like that but there was when he was doing the test to the woman at the beginning um it was daytime because he has the guy put down the shutters because it's too bright in the room i guess to like read the pupils or what have you Mm -hmm. um and then at the end of the movie the sun comes out as um as uh rucker howard's character dies yeah um so like i I honestly think it was just, like, one of those, like, directorial choices, like, Ridley Scott wanted it to just always be nighttime, so he only filmed scenes either inside or at night outside. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, that was, like, his 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 apartment was so dark, and, like, yes, my living room is dark, but that's because I just don't have a light on the other side. If you're living, like, most, I can't even say most apartments, but a lot of the apartments I've seen have really good in, uh, like, built-in lighting that you don't need a, uh, a, a additional lamps and shit. That I'm but just this, like. This was 1982, 2019, post-apocalyptic future. We don't know what their lighting situation was like. <laughs> if you have a TV that can enhance, 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 you should be able to put LEDs or whatever your equivalent of LEDs are in your fucking light. Man, they in your that, fucking walls. that TV was still a tube. And they spent all their technological advances on that enhancement technology. Yeah, that's, that's all and anyone ever worked on. That just, that enhance just fucking killed me, man. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, no, that thing was very stupid. It, it was, uh, it, it kills me when they do it on the, on the CSI shows, but like that was just. At least, he this, was, at least that was like a, a, like at the time a far future thing where it's like okay you know what like 40 years ago i could totally understand why they would think that could be possible because like think if you think about it this way so 10 13 12 13 years prior to that we started sending people to the fucking moon (laughs) yeah 15 years before that like cars kind of worked and tvs were in black and white Uh, it was i was I was watching a uh a video today from uh I can't remember the actual YouTube channel, but they were talking about the very first uh CGI character ever put onto film and it's from the the movie uh Young Frankenstein. And uh they're like that like the the studio back when they made that, the the they had less than a gig of storage yeah. in order while they were making that whereas like they this little YouTube company that does also CG work has like 40 terabytes or some shit in their server room. Yep. My phone has exponentially more resources on it mm. than what the computer oh. that ran the space mission to the moon had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It took them uh, a week to recreate the same CG effect from uh, young Sherlock. I think I said young Frankenstein. Young Sherlock. Um, that took them nine months to do. Yeah. I don't know how accurate this was, but I was listening to a podcast about Toy Story earlier this week, and one of the people on it is, like, he's an animator. And he mentioned that apparently back in the 90s when they were making Toy Story, they were only able to export, like, or to, like, render, like, a minute to a minute and a half of the movie a week. It took so long to render what they were doing in Toy Story. So they basically just always had things rendering in one place while they were working on something else. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but I guess to, to move on, uh, Rich, do you, do you want to talk about, I'll talk about this deep rock galactic you started? Yeah, uh, I can do that. Um, now, so did there... you, you played on PC, I assume, right? 
Yes, I played it on PC. It is available on um Game Pass, but uh I, you can't I you, think you can't crossplay from Game Pass to PC. And I think this is the game didn't they Andrew, you might actually know this better than better. I think this was just announced that they were um they were ending like updates for console. Oh well, I don't know. I'm not sure. I know season two is going to be starting soon, so like they're still going to be supporting it on PC. Yeah, no that that was the thing. They're going if this is what I'm thinking of PC version still getting updates, still getting new content. Console versions they're they're just done with. Yeah, I, I um I, like probably I I haven't looked anything into it. I'm I've checking had, right uh, now. I've I've known a few friends who played it and liked the game, and I've watched some videos on it, and I I always enjoyed uh, what I saw. So like I wanted to get it. So finally, uh, for uh, my buddy Timmy's birthday, I got him and myself a copy, uh, so that we could play it on on stream on Tuesdays from time to time. Because it is it's not a story driven game. It's not like a major like you need to follow the story. Once you get through the um the the initial uh, training missions. It's just like kind of just go at your own pace and do whatever do whatever you want. And at each, you just play mission to mission. There's no, as far as I can tell, overarching thing. You're just a space dwarf mining planets or asteroids or something. Excuse me, something um, out in space, uh, working for a corporation that just wants you to be miners. And it's just it's it's a silly concept. It's it's a silly game. Um, that just has, like, some neat mechanics. So there's, there's three, there's four different classes. There's the, the scout, the gunner, the driller, and the engineer. And each of them can do different things. So the driller has, uh, um, drilling capabilities. The, the engineer can set up a, um, uh, a turret. The, the scout gets, uh, better lighting, uh, capabilities and a, uh, a grappling hook and the gunner can make uh, what's the word, uh, zip lines and has a big old gun. So it's just, uh, you, you go into these missions that they're each procedurally generated. Um, so it's once you, uh, if you fail a mission, you go back into it. It's a different map. It's a new map. Um, and you, you have objectives to do. There's primary objectives, secondary objectives. And once you complete them, you press the button on your, uh, little mining equipment and they will call back a, uh, a dropship to bring you back, and you have to make your way back to the dropship while hordes of enemies are coming at you and 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 survive. The more the more people that survive, the more other materials that you gather, the better off you are. The more experience you get, and you can even some of the materials. So, like if you find some gold or some borium or other different minerals that aren't necessary for the mission, you keep those to use them to to upgrade as you get upgrades for leveling up. And it's just, it's, it's a fun game, but it starts off kind of slow because you, you do get some of the missions that are unlocked for you, even though they change. It's every, uh, every probably like half hour to an hour, the available missions for you change. And that's like real time. So I could jump in now and in the next 20 minutes, missions are going to change. Hmm. Um, okay. And, but it's like, it's all generally in the same area. And so, but it's like, there's the salt flats, there's the, the, uh, the radioactive wastes, there's different regions that you can go to, and so each biome has their own, like, different setup of, like, what the cave system is gonna look like. And obviously everything's underground, and then there's this, uh, central hub that you can run around in while picking missions and doing your upgrades. And it's just, it's a, a neat, silly, fun little game. 
Uh, I, if one thing I could do is just, like, turn off the callouts from the, from the characters, because sometimes they can get kind of annoying, because they say too much, or they talk too often. But besides that, it's, I, I liked it. I liked it. Graphically, it looked fine. It's nothing too, like, amazing. I'm hoping we get a chance to play more of it, but, like, it did start off a little slow and boring. Some of the missions are just dumb. Some of the missions are exciting, and hopefully the further we get, the more exciting the missions get. So it, it's really just like a do-what-you-want sort of game? Or not like do-what-you-want, but like a, like an open... Yeah, it's it's a it's a very games-for-service game, essentially, where like the story, if there is one, doesn't fucking matter. You just, once you, once you beat the, the tutorial, it's just like, hey, go do missions. And the more missions you do, the more you unlock. And, uh, so, like, for every three missions, you get a rank up. And with that rank up, it unlocks more available to you that you can, you can do, uh, more, um, trying to think, uh, like, once you reach rank three, there's, there's a bar on your ship that you can go have drinks. One drink will get you drunk. The other drink will, or we'll get rid of your buzz. Um, and then once you reach level 7, you can have another drink. And the drinks don't mean anything besides just drinking. Um, I'm sure there's other things the, uh, the, 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 the ranks do. We just haven't gone that far. And I, I've only played like three-ish hours of it. Uh, we failed a mission once. Uh, I died multiple times because I fell. Because I wasn't paying attention to where I was going. And you're in cave systems. And sometimes there's big holes that you just fall. And once you reach the bottom, you die. Uh, it's also That's a problem. Fun. It's also a problem that, like, of the games that I've been playing lately, they most of them don't really have fall damage, so I don't think about fall damage. <laughs> it's like I'll play, I'll play Apex, no fall damage. I'll play Elden Ring, some fall damage, but generally none. And then I'll play Deep Rock Galactic, where like if you fall more than ten feet, you're probably going to take a lot of damage. Well, that's never fun. Fall damage. I mean, is- like I understand fall damage. Don't get me wrong. It's just it's never a fun thing. Yeah, it's 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 more of the fact that uh, like the, the the whole game is built around this procedurally gen these procedurally generated maps that are completely destructible. So if there is a hole that you're trying to get down into, you either have to figure out how to platform down, or if you have a digger, the digger can actually dig diagonally down towards where you're trying to get to, or um. The engineer, I believe, has a platform gun that they can shoot platforms that you can platform down. The or, or like I said, the gunner has the zipline; they can place a zipline or something like. That. So it's, the whole game is built around teamwork and 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 making sure that you're you're all like kind of doing the same thing. But there was like one or two missions where me and Tim just went in completely opposite directions from each other to get the mission done fast. And it's like there was there wasn't that level of difficulty. But we are also only a couple of missions, only like six missions in. Okay. And also, I, I like I checked, this does not appear to be the game that I thought was ending console support. I do not uh, know what game I ended console support, but it was not uh, this one. Was it Stranded Deep? Because I know that ended console support forever ago, and then they eventually just added co-op. Uh, but that's like a survival game where you, I, that's a survival game I talked to you guys about a while back that was free on PS Plus for a while. This game no, no, was this... also free on PS Plus back in January. Yeah, no, okay. this was, um, this was actually re- right, like have... very recent that, like, that thing happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, that's really, I don't really have much to talk about. I, I enjoyed it. It's the, the, the gunplay is fine. The, the, the character progression seems to be good. Um, there's four classes, and so each class levels up on its own. So if you're going to go from using the the scout to the gunner, you're going to be a level one scout or a level 
or like like a level three scout or level one gunner. Um, there are like season missions or, or daily daily um, tests that you can do. That's like do X amount of missions with this class or that class that we didn't even realize were there until halfway into or until we were about to wrap up play. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it just kind of just throws you in there, and then you just kind of got to figure things out. And it's, it's it's a neat concept. It's a fun game. It's silly. Uh, and in uh in the little central hub that you you have. You can go, there's a kind of basketball, but it's barrels, and there's a ring that goes back and forth, and you, all you can do is kick the can, um, or kick the barrel, and it can only be kicked straight, but you try to get points into, in, get it into the ring, and it's dumb, but it's just something to do while everyone's loading up and doing all their loadouts. Which, you know, seems about right. Yeah. Um. You can also turn off the, uh, the gravity and just make people float all over the place. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess, Drew, did you end up playing Tunic at all? No, not yet, but I literally bought it right before we started recording. Oh, nice. What What did you end up buying it on? Steam. Okay, I, I wasn't sure if you were going PC or not. I mean, I don't have an Xbox. Oh, did it not come out on PlayStation? Oh, I thought it did. Not huh. yet. See, I, went, I really want this game to come out on Switch, because it is very much a game that I would much like. I would like to play this while watching TV. Like, not so much because, like, I'm watching TV or, like, the game's not, like, engaging enough. It's just, like, a good, like, lay on the couch and play handheld mode, it seems. And mm-hmm. Steam decks are too expensive and too large right now. <laughs> um, but it's it's very good. Um, I think you would both like it a whole lot. Um, it's, it's very Zelda-y, but with some of, like, it's not us, like, it's, it's not even, like, a Souls-like, but it's got characteristics of those games. Um... Your save points are essentially like your bonfires. When you save, it refills your health, but also um, respawns all of the enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, if you die, you get taken back to those spots, and um, you lose all of the um, I forget what what they what they're called, but like the things that you collect when you kill enemies or like break things or find chests, you lose the or you lose a portion of them when you die, and you can run back and collect them from where you died. Okay. Um, and then the, it is just, it is a brutally challenging Zelda game. Um, the first weapon you get is just a fucking stick that does like zero damage. Um, and you have to just hope you can find the sword and not fuck up. Like, um, so I, um, on the fire escape cast, um, they were talking about this game last week and, uh, one of them managed to actually fight the boss with the stick because (laughs) when they, they were it was, it was Mary on the, on the podcast Drew. Um, when she was playing it, some of the enemies actually cut down the bushes that were blocking a ladder, and she just assumed that was how it was supposed to go. That you were supposed to kind of like lure the enemies around, and ended up like going up the ladder and following it along, and ended up at the boss, and spent apparently a very long time fighting the boss, and eventually beat it with this stick that does almost no damage. Wow. Um, only to then afterwards find the sword. <laughs> Um, where, like, in actuality, um, the way the game kind of, um, routes you is the stick can't break, um, bushes, essentially. So in order to get past bushes, you need the sword to cut them down. But your enemies can cut them down. So if you kind of, like, time your stuff right, you can have an enemy slash at you as you roll away, and they will slash a bush out of the way instead. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's neat because it does, you can use that to your advantage to just give you a little more room to maneuver. 
because occasionally like you have to fight a, there's a few guys that like you do kind of have to fight them with just the stick and no shield or anything and they have swords and it's a tight spot but if you can kind of you know dance around them a little bit you can get them to just open that area up more for you so that you have an easier time of kind of corralling them and, and taking them out because some of these fuckers have like backswings too so like they'll swing at you like a normal slash and then they'll hit you on the backswing um my favorite thing in this game though it's got an in-game manual that you find as you play like you're finding pieces of it but it's styled like an old like super nintendo or nintendo like actual game manual like a thing that you would have found in like a zelda game in the 90s so it's got like um all the all the language in this game is like its own weird runic language like you can't read anything but certain bits of writing in the manual actually are regular english and then there's pictures very similar to like again like a zelda game or like the pokemon games where like in the manual they give you like a little like tip on how to do something this one like at one point there's a tip on dodging and it it literally shows you when you're dodging if there are if there's any dust around you those are your invincibility frames so when you when you do a roll if as long as there's dust still in the air you are still invincible okay um, and then it, it also gives you like hints as to what some of the items you might find are because there's nothing to tell you what they are in the game like at one point i found like a stick of dynamite obviously dynamite but then i found like these weird ball things that i i held them until i got to the boss and then i just threw them at the boss they ended up being freeze bombs they freeze the boss in place and i was able to just go up and like whack them a whole bunch <laughs> nice um i heard some people on like other podcasts talk that like they found those didn't know what they did threw one it hit a wall bounced back and hit them and froze them in place oh no <laughs> yeah so just yeah like the there's some fun physics with some of the items you can throw in this game. Like, your, your throwables bounce. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it's cool. And so far... Um, oh, and one of the other things in the manual is um, at, at one point you find a page that ends up being, like, the map. And it does at least put your active position on, the ma on that map. So it's not 100%, but it at least gives you an idea of, like, where you're at at any given time. And in bits of, of this manual... There's like handwritten notes, like so, like this game belonged to somebody, and they wrote little like tips and stuff like that in like some of the margins, or um or on the map. There's like a like a page number scribbled or something, mm -hmm. which is like yeah, it's really cool. And you're not finding the manual in order. So like I found like pages like six through eleven, and then page like twenty or something weird like that. Um, but it is just like you'll go into a room and there'll just be like a page sitting on like a like on the floor. You walk up and it gets added to your uh, manual, and like it's very high quality. Um, if you zoom in on it, like it zooms way in, and you can you know read and kind of like figure everything out that way. Um, the combat though, uh, at least early on, it's it's a it's a hand weapon, either a stick or the sword, and then you're just you're you're fucking dodging. You do have stamina though, so you can't just dodge indefinitely. It is, it's a more forgiving stamina than, like, the, the Souls games are. Um, it refills fairly quickly, and you can do quite a few rolls before it runs out. When it does run out, though, aside from being slower and not being able to roll, your damage decreases, and your damage taken increases. So I want to say you take, like, 150% damage when you're out of stamina, until your stamina bar refills all the way. So you definitely have to, <laughs> you have to be careful with how much you, you are dodging um sword swings don't take up your stamina though okay so 
you can kind of like slash away at people and like you're fine but it's it's dodging that that ends up hitting you um i will say like there doesn't seem to be a way to necessarily totally remap some of the buttons which like isn't a huge deal right now but there are a few things that are just for me they're like unintuitive and i would like to be able to change them up but it, i i i didn't see a way to easily do that um i didn't spend a lot of time looking yet either uh I'm trying to think what else you can add so any any sort of like weapon or item you have you just have the you have the option to add it to any of the face buttons other than um a or x or whatever like the bottom face button um cuz that one is by default your uh your dodge okay and then the other three you can like depending on on how you play like i have what on a play what on a playstation controller would be square is what i have set to the sword generally okay so this way like X is dodge and then square is sword. Um, hmm. What else? What else? There are like potions that you get. Um, health is kind of spare, is scarce though. Like I have not found a lot of potions or other things that like refill my health. So you're definitely, you're kind of taking chances wandering through zones, um, that you're just hopefully not going to get taken out because if you run backwards to hit a save point to refill your health, all the enemies you took out in the, in, in, in the interim are back. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can 100% go places that you're not meant to go. Um, I ended up after I got the sword. I think it was before I went. It was before I went to the first boss. I got the sword, and you you kind of end up backtracking after that. Um, because at that point you can now go to the spot that's blocked by bushes and cut some bushes and climb up and get to the boss. Um, but there's also like a path to the south that you can can take. And I took that, and I ended up in this forest. And I'm walking around. I'm like, oh, there's nothing here. And then all of a sudden, a fucking army of giant spiders came at me, like just fucking out of nowhere. Like, I, like I cut a few bushes out of the way, and then, like, I shit you not, there were like eight fucking giant spiders on the screen all of a sudden. Damn. And I, I just one of I slashed at one. One of them hit me. My health dropped almost all the way to nothing from full, and I just fucking booked it out of there. I'm like, never mind. I should not be here yet, and just uh-huh. got the fuck out of there. So yeah, like you you can end up in the wrong places before you're meant to be there. And I don't know if like um I don't know if there are things you get that like increase your health or or whatnot, but you do get like a shield at some point which does make the combat easier because now you can like block and parry aside from just dodging out of so. But yeah, it's it's fun. I like it. Um I have to play more of it. It's just again like it being something I can only play like on the like on the TV or on the computer. I just haven't had a lot of time because it was a it was a very busy weekend. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's all I got for Tunic. Oh, you know, I just realized, Rich, you didn't pick a uh, a book club thing. That's kind of one reason why I've been uh, so quiet as I'm trying to figure out what <laughs> I want to pick. Uh, but also, I haven't played. Guy. I don't really have a lot uh, uh, to say about Tunic because I haven't really looked into it. Um, I'm just trying to. I'm I'm going through like Netflix mostly, and I think I know what I want to pick. Okay, well, what do you want to pick? If Men. The first one came out in 2008. It's a Kung Fu movie. Yeah, IP Man. I think it's supposed to be Ip Man. I don't think it's IP Man, but it is spelled IP Man. I thought it was... Oh, maybe you're right. I always thought it was stylized as um, as uppercase I and P, but it looks no, like it's, it's not. Well, because I think the um, somebody has that... It, it, that's the name of somebody. Ip is the name of somebody in the movie. So, if, if you actually look... If you just Google IP... Like, Ip Man, um, it also says also known as Yip Man. Um, yeah. He was a Chinese martial artist and grandmaster of the martial art Wing Chun, 
Um, he had several students who later became martial arts masters in their own right, including Bruce Lee. Yeah. So, so. and it's it's basically kind of I think based off of his life, or in in a sense maybe fantastical. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it is like about kind of sort of about the guy who trained Bruce Lee. Essentially, I don't really know. Like, it, there's a bunch of them, so I think it just gets a little bit more fantastical from time to time. Yeah, I always thought these were just like um uh. I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank on the like 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 kung fu action movies. I didn't actually realize there was any historical basis at all. I I I don't know. I thought I heard there was, but uh then Ip Man 3 has Mike Tyson in it, so I don't know if there is. Um but yeah, oh, it's I, Donnie I, Yen. Okay. Yeah, so I, that's it's been on my list of uh movies for a while to watch. I was looking for a different one, but I don't think it's on Netflix anymore cuz it's not on my list and it's been saved on my list forever. It'd be a Harlock Space Pirate or something like that, I think. Um, but I decided to go with this one, with It Man. Um, it was either that or, uh, there was a Ryan Reynolds movie that came out last year that I was gonna do. Not, not the new one, the, um, the Atom Project? No, not the Atom Project. Cause that's not, I don't think that's Netflix. Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah. No. No, it would, it was, uh, let's see if I can get to it and find it. Uh, Six Underground is what, uh, the other one I was thinking. Oh, right. That was, I, I remember that. That, that was like a Netflix original, wasn't it? Yeah, um, I, don't think, I never I, watched it. Neither have I. But um, there was also Veroni Kenshin. I was trying to figure. I was like, "There's the live action Veroni Kenshin," and I'm like, "Man, which one do I pick?" And I'm gonna go Amen. Yeah, apparently those the Kenshin live action movie and the Full Metal Alchemist live movies were not bad. The Full Metal live movie was was not bad at all. It was still it was obviously different, but it was definitely not bad. It was more more referencing of like the manga and brotherhood than than the original, which is good, but it's still like they took their liberties. Um still cry my eyes out whenever I see um uh the dog, but that's just what happens when you watch that series. Uh yeah, but yeah I haven't watched the Rurouni Kenshin one. The Bleach one was solid too. It's I think they should be working on a sequel to that. I don't know though. Yeah, I honestly have no idea. Um, but I believe so. We will be doing It Man on the thirteenth for a release on the fourteenth. Yes, uh, Druton is going to be away in two weeks. Yep, I will to, be to, like, just actually. I think I'll still be on a flight to San Diego from Vegas at the time you'll be recording. Oh, do you get to have a layover in Vegas, or are you yeah. actually stopping in Vegas? No, we have a layover in Vegas. Wait, what? Were we the? Was it you I was talking about that you had, like, enough of a layer that you might just go, like, check out Vegas for a few hours and then go back to the airport? Yeah, I think we're there for, like, five hours. Yeah, and you're close enough that, like, the you could kind of, yeah. It's literally across the street from the Strip. Yeah. So. Yeah, you could you could take one of those um, self-driving Teslas. The Tesla subway. I, 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 I don't, don't know. Like, I, it might be connected to the, uh, to the uh, airport. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but yeah, you can, you might be able to do that. I mean, I don't know that we need to. Like, when I say it's across the street, it is literally across the street. Yeah, like, to, Rich, if you look at a map, like, I actually, until Drew mentioned that to me last week, I did, I knew the airport was very close to the strip, but like, you could basically spit on the Vegas strip from the airport. That's, how do they get this? Why is the strip that close to the airport? Like, because how, it's a fucking desert. Like, yeah, but like, there's there's some tall. Uh, I'll have to look at it. The no, buildings maybe, aren't that tall, but they're still tall. But you also figure like the the planes just come from a. The planes are tall are coming from higher than the buildings. B, 
But um, they have to come at the angle of the runways anyway, so they're going to come probably north-south every flight. So they're going to just circle around the city depending what direction they're coming from. Uh, looking at the map, it looks like the runways are like north. They're on an angle. They're not a cardinal direction. Most most uh, most runways would be on an angle more so than direct, just because of depending on how the flights are coming. It's more. It's easier to have a flight fly like a quarter of a turn instead of all the way around. Yeah, but like I I didn't necessarily mean like absolute north and south. I just meant like. The, the runways run in generally run in one direction. So, like, you know, the flights are going to just come in f- to that angle anyway, and they're going to come from around the city. Because, like, Vegas, it, especially, like, the strip where, like, the things are taller, like, not, like, as big as you might think it is, to my understanding. Like, like I've always heard, like, like, Vegas is apparently, like, kind of underwhelming from, like, what you expect it to be from, like, movies and all as far as, like, scale goes. It's it's literally just the strip, and once you leave the strip, there's no hike. It's just yeah. the strip. No, it's, but I mean, like even the, like, that is apparently like underwhelming for like the like it's like size and scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 a weird city layout. Like it is. If, most it, most when, cities are weird. Well, no, like when you look at like I, you guys don't play city skylines, but like if you think about it, when you look at Vegas, they basically zoned. All of the strip for high density commercial, and then the rest of the city for low density re- residential, and that's it. They threw in some. Uh, it was high density commercial and 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 tourism is really what they threw in, which is basically just hotels and commercial properties, and that's it. Like it's just tall buildings and then houses right next to it. Essentially, there's yeah. no like, there's no decline. There's no like. It's just. Big, well, yeah, it's small. the desert. That's it's it. yeah, literally in the middle of the fucking desert. I know. It's just it's it's like it's just a weird setup that is just like big and then nothing and small. It's not like all big. It's not just it's just tall buildings right down a road and then small. That's it. Pretty much. Um, I think that'll probably do it for this week, though. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. skip the Harry Potter thing. Like it it was a, it was a Franklin Institute like exhibit. It was neat, but it was also very very busy. And yeah. I, I'm assuming neither of you guys watched the uh, the state of play. Absolutely, fuck not. <laughs> uh, I I thought about it, but it was just like I don't really have interest. Like, yeah, it, it was game... it was 15 minutes of the gameplay. The game the game looked neat, but like, there's a lot of discourse around like, is it worth actually like putting like money towards playing that game? Just how the creator is. Yeah, I she's. I've, I've, we've had this argument in the past when it comes to me, like, but, like, I, I also say, fuck Blizzard, don't support Blizzard, but then turn around and say, she may be a shitty person, but it's not her that's getting the money from the game sales, she's already got her money from selling the license for the game, type of thing, so it's... Well, no, I, I think, unfortunately, I think in this case, like, she had nothing to do with the game, like, apparently Avalanche, the, the studio making it, has, like, gone out of its way to kind of, like, specify that, that, like she was not involved in the game, but, like, I think she still makes money off of it because, like, it's not like a, she sold the rights to it. Like, I think she she gets it's royalties off of anything yeah. involved in it. Yeah, but it's, it's like, she gets the same royalties as if you were to buy a DVD copy of any of the Harry Potter movies from WB. It's WB Games, so WB has a license for Harry Potter. I believe it's WB Game. 
Yes. Um, mm-hmm. WB has a license for Harry Potter, which she sold to WB. So whatever, well, I like, but it's just to me, it's like the amount of money she's going to get from the sales of this game. Probably, she already made all her money when she sold the rights. Like, well, no, that's the thing Cobb is saying. She did not sell the rights. It is a licensing agreement. Like, it is royalties. She gets money with... She probably did get, like, an upfront, here's an X amount for us to use the license. But then also, every time a thing gets bought, you get a royalty. So if nobody yeah, buys that's... it, she gets less money. Yeah, but if if no one buys it, this company's gonna shut down because they might have made a fantastic fucking game based on a, a book by a wizard about a lady who hates everyone. Um... I, I, I love that you just said on a book by a wizard about a lady that hates everyone. <laughs> I, I said a book about a... Didn't I say a book? About no, a you, said, you a said a book by a wizard about a woman who hates everyone. Uh, you know you know what I was trying to say, though. But, like... But, no, I, I think your description was better. I think that, that sounds like a more interesting read. Well, no, about I, it, it, it would be a book by a lizard about a wizard who hates <laughs> Like, she's, she's, she's a fucking shitty-ass person, but... If you like Harry Potter, the amount of money she's going to make from the sales of this game doesn't equate to the amount of money... It doesn't really equal to money that's probably affecting her wallet. Yeah. So if you oh, don't buy this game... Bi- yeah, she's a billionaire, if, like, if regardless. You, if, you, if you don't buy this game, it's not going to affect her. It's going to affect the company itself. Yeah, and like, Which, like that, that comes... That, like, that is also part of that, like, separating art from the artist. Like, mm-hmm. at what point can you separate a person being a shitty person from the thing that they made? And, like, yeah. how how bad does a person have to be before, like, their art is no longer enjoyable? Yeah, it's, 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 like, like I said, I, I fall on both sides of the coins, because when it comes to the Harry Potter shit, I'm like, she's already made all her money for Harry Potter, so if you keep buying it, it's not really gonna affect her. But then I say, fuck Blizzard, I'm not buying anything from Blizzard and Activision until all that shit is taken care of, where it's the, sa- the same, it's, it's different sides of the same coin, essentially. Yeah, Bobby Kodak already like, has all of his money and will always have all of his yeah, money. Yeah, like, 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 so it's, it's hypocritical for me to say this, but it's, like, it's both, both not wrong, but also not right. Like, but fuck JK Rowling. <laughs> yes, fuck her, absolutely. She's a fucking bitch. But, like, if you like Harry Potter, don't be ashamed to say you like Harry Potter. Yeah. If you want to buy Harry no, Potter's don't... bad. Move on from Harry Potter. I, look, says the guy who still watches the same wrestling from 40 years ago. I have not watched weekly wrestling in two years. <laughs> wow, really? I don't even they have haven't cable had... anymore. They haven't Wait, had weekly wrestling cable? in two years. Uh, two months ago. Good for you. Because all the sports all I want to watch, uh, they're all on ESPN+. Plus also, and I just bought F1 TV. It's $80 for the year. Nice. So, actually, here's here's a... I have a quick sports question for you, Drew. Yes. And I, I guess it's not really even necessarily a sports question. The Wings. Uh-huh. Why is their website Wings LAX? Wings Lacrosse. LA yeah. Lacrosse. Is that, is that actually what LAX... Is? Yeah. Oh. Lacrosse has long been shortened to LAX. Lacks. Okay. I um I drive past uh, Wells Fargo Center, depending on where I'm coming from, and today uh-huh. is one of those days I drive past it, and, like, they're on the side of the building with, like, the yep. Flyers and, and the Sixers. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I've seen it a few times, and I'm just like, what the... F- why is it LAX? Like, what the fuck does that mean? And I was like, kind of like... In my head, I'm just like, lacrosse something something. Like, what the fuck is this? Because I thought it was, like, an abbreviation or something. 
Like You're a, thinking of it too, too, uh, too analytically, where it's just straight up, the X is supposed to be a cross. It's wings, luck cross. You know, the, like the cross button on a PlayStation controller. <laughs> yeah, nope, never, never <laughs> in my life would have put those together. Um, that's, that's 100%, that's all it is. It's wings, lacrosse. Alright, and I, I guess at that, we're gonna wrap up this show, because that's fucking stupid. <laughs> um... Don't forget, uh, we just announced it like 10 minutes ago. Um, it Man will be our next book club on 314. It's on Netflix, you said, right, Rich? 413. Yes. 413. I wrote down... Well, no, <laughs> so the episode will go live on 414. Oh, uh, fair, yes. I well, still you... wrote down 314 because I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah. you, you said 314. Uh, that's because I was I... reading what I typed in it as a note. Um, I mean, maybe a year from now we'll be doing It Man too. so... Like, just be prepared. Who knows? Who knows? But other than that, if you would like to find more of our content, you can head over to www.one-quest.com. You can also help us by supporting us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with your dollars, though, you go to your favorite podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the fun places. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. It all helps more than you might realize. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Twitter and Instagram. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo, and you can always send us emails to social at one-quest.com. I also just realized 414 will be our 100th, our our 400th episode. Yeah, it will. Uh, I should have picked a better movie. Yeah, fuck you, man. Way to ruin the 400th episode. You know what? Maybe I'll change it next week. Maybe we'll decide. We've got three weeks. So yeah, maybe it, we'll change it. Yeah, I actually, I've always thought that those movies, like, I've always been interested in them, even though I knew nothing that, about them, just because, like, they kept making them. So, like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not opposed to checking this out. But if yeah, something no, else I'm, comes to mind that, like, you're like, this would be a better movie for this, like, by all means, we can change it next listen, week. Cobb, you're talking to me. I'm gonna forget I even said this as soon as we're done recording. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're gonna forget to watch this movie until the day before. No, I usually watch it Saturday or Sunday before. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I actually sit down and watch the things that were... I don't work, I don't do anything, I sit down and watch them. Wait, wait. I mean... How did you still miss the unicorn? Because I was bored as fuck, so I was Facebooking and Instagramming. Drew even caught the unicorn. He doesn't have Facebook and Instagram. I have a lot of other shit that I was doing, but that scene is long enough that <laughs> you should have been able to look down, look up, and go, huh, fucking unicorn, and I, then look back down. I just, I had, I I barely remember him going to sleep. That's, that's it. I barely remember him even going to sleep. That's funny. Oh, well. We'll be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. See you. See you.